Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips, tricks, stories about our life and other people's lives as married business owners. We work together. We live together. We do a lot of stuff together. And we're making new friends who are just like us. We are making new friends that are just like us. It's really interesting to meet new people that are just like us. It makes you feel less lonely in the world. (laughs) It does. (laughs) definitely does. Allison, how is your week going? My week is going well. It's almost back to school. Tomorrow's the first day of school for our kids. Back to school craziness. We've got a third and a fourth grader. I've got their bags packed and organized. I got the lunch boxes out on the counter. Um, we just took showers. We're, they're all ready to go. You know what I love about this age of kids, this third and fourth grade age, is like they are so stoked to go back to school. Like they are excited. I don't think it's all kids. I think our kids are happy to go back our to ki- school. Our kids are super excited. They're like, I said, are you excited to go back? And they're like, yeah, I can't wait to see my friends and be around everybody and you know and our oldest is like i can't wait to know what day of the week it is because he you know during the summer you don't care what day of the week it is well and our oldest very much likes the structure the organization he likes knowing that every day we're going to do this first the second he's he he needs he needs much more structure and so the summer is like whoa who knows what's happening he's going to be our high c is what you're saying (laughs) oh god yeah Well, speaking of which, we actually met an awesome couple uh, that is on this week's show. We're going to let you listen to Kaoma and Sam Massa. Uh, They own a really interesting company that does LED and specialty lighting for uh, first responder vehicles, fire trucks, ambulances, and the such. Um, And they're just like us in a lot of ways, Allison. It was funny because Kaoma is a super like high C organized person. And Sam, as you'll get to hear here in a second, is a really awesome high I. Yeah, and it was funny because we were talking and she said how did we first meet and I said I think it was Instagram and then as they were talking I turned to you and I said they're an entree leadership and at the end we I said to her I said do you guys an entree leadership which is you know the mastermind program that we're in and she said yeah and I said oh I could just tell you you guys are like so jived with how we speak it was great yeah it was awesome so take a couple minutes here listen to Kaoma and Sam talk about their business and about working together We're so excited to have Kaoma and Sam Massa from High Viz Lighting, High Viz LED Lighting, and FireTech. Guys, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks yeah. for having us. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about how you guys met. Yeah, it was uh, about 15 or so years ago now. We both grew up in the water skiing world, and uh, I grew up water skiing in Australia, and Sam was water skiing here in the US. And we don't have a whole lot of water in Australia, so a lot of Australian water skiers end up here in the U.S. And so we actually met through a really large water ski school in North Carolina. Sam was instructing there, and my sister had come over to teach a little bit, and so we kind of started mixing in that that circle, and, and we met through water skiing and did that for a few years, chased summer around the world for a while, and then, uh, yeah, I moved over and... Here we are. Here, here, here you are. You left uh, beautiful Australia to come uh, to come to Asheville, North Carolina area. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And at that time, we were living in a really small town outside of Raleigh, and there was not a whole lot there. So it was a, a big, big change. 
but uh, Asheville's good. It's kind of got a similar climate to where I grew up in Australia, so it's a nice spot. Oh, that's neat. Nice. And Sam, so you guys own a business uh, that primarily focuses on doing LED lighting for emergency vehicles, uh, putting fixtures together that, you know, would go on the vehicle to help lighting. Tell tell your story about how you kind of got into doing LED lighting and especially LED lighting for emergency vehicles. Well, and after you had been teaching water skiing. And after, wa- yeah, from water skiing. <laughs> yeah, basically water skiing, they go hand in hand. My background, you know, I was a, uh, years ago, I ran a little DJ business, and then I got into biofuels after a DJ business and had kind of a couple of small businesses that I bounced around in, and then was working at the ski school. And having a background in electronics and, and theatrical productions, where the, you know, lighting and stuff, uh, then having a, bit, a background in heavy industrial trucks, which were the biofuels that I used to run, and then living at the ski school, I was kind of like, that's a really fun job, but it's not a real sustainable job. And so I was looking for something to do. And the firefighting industry was not actually my original plan when, when you know, when I kind of started the business, as Kelma were just meeting, I was looking for the next level of technology, next something to get into. And I knew lighting from the biofuel days because our customers would buy, you know, light bars and that sort of stuff. And I knew uh, that, you know, the truck world. So I tried originally importing some cheap lights from a you know, company in China and was going to sell them to my friends in the US and all was going to be well. My goal was actually just to sell enough of them I could get a free one, basically use the profit for for a light for my truck. And it turned out that that, um, number one, terrible idea. The stuff I was buying was garbage and the warranty that the manufacturer put on it was not worth anything because you actually had to ship the parts across the ocean and the shipping was greater than the cost of the part. So I sold some parts to some friends that had basically my name on them and they failed. And I was looking for a manufacturer that could build a better product in the U.S. that I could warranty these things out for. And long story short, I basically um, had to find a market that that could purchase some not expensive lighting, but rugged and durable lighting, so that I could kind of dig out of this business um, problem that I created by importing the, you know, the cheap stuff. So I tried towing, and the towing guys are just as happy with a flashlight between their teeth as they are like a big scene light because they replace the trucks every couple of years. And then some guys in the towing market said, "Hey, you know the fire truck industry." These guys, like it has to work, has to be the best. So don't bring this Chinese garbage here. You need to bring me some really good, super high output, super industrial, reliable tech, not the cheapy stuff. And we're like, okay, you know, I can, I can try that. And so I went down to a local fire chiefs association that was right next to the the water ski school I was working at. And I brought some tech from a partner company who's now we've kind of merged with uh, and said, Hey, what do you guys think of this stuff? And the short version of this story goes that I didn't know anything about firefighting at the time. And the lights that I was bringing to them were really heavy industrial off-road lights, but they weren't very applicable to the fire service space. So some of the fire chiefs said like, listen, man, get out of here. You know anything about firefighting. If you turn on, you know, it's like driving in the fog with your high beams on. If you turn on a really bright scene light in the fog, then you can't see through it and it's useless. So if you go in a house full of smoke, you turn this light on, totally useless. You should probably go to the fire academy and learn how to be a fireman because until you know how to be a fireman, you can't tell us anything about lighting. So a couple of years of fire academy working in the, you know, in the industry as a fireman, as a first responder, learned the, the firsthand, you know, world of the environment people used to work in. And the little idea to get a free light bar for my four-wheel drive truck turned into a business as I understood the market and then partnered with a manufacturer to start building some tech that really solved the problems I experienced firsthand. And, uh, yeah, that was maybe about 10 years ago now in the business. Kama joined right at the crooks. I had, I had probably been through the first couple of bounds of, of the fire training and I uh, was just starting to work part-time for our county. And Kama and I you know, were meeting and personal relationship was going very well. And then the business relationship started going well. And 
yeah, that's the, the long story short. <laughs> that's great. And how do you keep the personal and the business relationship both going well after all these years? We really like each other. So I think that helps. Um, we're really good friends. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Not kidding. No, we, we are. I think, I think that that makes a big difference. But we, I think I know I have to actively make that choice to keep it separate. And so if, if if there has been a stressful thing at work where maybe I didn't agree with Sam on something, I do find myself when I'm driving home being like, that was a work thing, clear it out, now we're home. And But it is a very active choice to not bring that stuff home. And so we try and separate it. We work a lot. We're um, very, di- like extremely different, about as different as you possibly could get in personality types. Mm. Like we did the DISC assessments and the working geniuses, and they're always like literally polar edge opposites of each other. And so we don't really overlap a lot at work. Mm. And so, All right, Sam, are you with a high eye? Yeah, yeah, high no. D, high eye. <laughs> no, zero of the other two. It's so yeah, funny. literally zero S and C. Craig's the I, I'm the C. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you guys are. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're exactly the exactly same way. The same. Exactly the same way. So with your high eye and your C, so which one do you of viewers more the visionary? Which one of you is more the implementer? How do you divide the work at work? Sam's definitely the visionary. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting relationship in our team. Kayama kind of fills the role as our director of culture and customer experience, which is all of the intra-office, intrapersonal relationships, the customer experiences really important to our market because our ultimately like our, our customers are they're the most trusted people in the nation. They're the first responders. They're the people that are helping first responders write specs. And so it's really important that they have a good experience. And so Kaoma spends a lot of time really engineering the relationship and the way we speak to each other, the way we speak to our customers, the way our team interacts. And I am maybe a little more technical. Like I like to get more into the, why does it work? How does it work? How do we make it better? And then getting the team excited about whatever the, a camel will read a thousand books. I'm a terrible student. I didn't read hardly anything when I was you know, growing up, but she'll kind of digest it. Hey, here's some of the, the concept. Can you help me get the team excited about it? And then I'll go and get the team excited about it. And then she'll teach them how to, you know, to implement. I love that. Yeah. I love that di- division of labor and the way that you verbalized how you guys do that. I yeah. think that's great. I think it's gotten easier too as the business has grown because when we first started, it was just the two of us. And so we both had to do every task. And so there was less division as we've grown the business and hired employees to take some of the things off our plates. It means we really can focus in the areas that we're good at and want to focus. So we're finding our days overlap a lot less these days, which is actually a lot better for keeping that division of you do your thing, we, you know, staying in our own lanes. And so I love when there's a day when things have happened that Sam has no idea about and we can get home and still have that, guess what happened today? Let me tell you about this situation, which happens when you don't work together and in the early days wasn't happening because we were both involved in like every situation together. We had like a desk and a laptop in there. In the day. same room. Was like, I was like, yeah. All right. We're so going to sit here. I think it's definitely getting more and more fun. The early days were fun in their own way. You know, we were just scrappy and going after everything we could get. Um, but it's gotten a different kind of fun now that we can stay in our own lanes at work. And I think that's helped personal life as well. You know, it was, it was really fun when we were, you know, we contacted you and I started doing some research. I, I started looking at some of the marketing and some of the YouTube videos and, and the stuff you, you guys do. How does, how do your personal values, you know, sort of get reflected through your marketing and your, in your business? That's a good question. I think for me, you know, ultimately 
our the mission of our business is to help first responders do their job more safely and effectively after dark so that they can save lives. And it, and it has a very personal meaning to me. You know, when I'm out telling a, a customer, a prospective customer, like, for instance, this, this light or that light is the right part to help you do your job. It's not that it's not their job. It's my job. I do that you know, when the fire pager goes off in the middle of the night. I get up at two o'clock in the morning, and go out just like you know they might be doing it. And there's volunteers and there's professionals and there's career guys and there's part time guys. And I've worked at a different variety of those skills. And for me, in order to keep you know the commitment we make to our customers is that we'll stand behind it if they'll stand in front of it. And so when we're willing to ensure that that like no matter what it is, our commitment is to engineering excellence. So make sure it comes on. If they call at two o'clock in the morning. I've been out there at two o'clock in the morning. If a light breaks during daytime, who cares? If light breaks two o'clock in the morning, I wanna know about it because that's when there's a problem. So it's easy to kind of have in our market, it's not like we make you know, cookie tins, who cares? But we're, we don't go to birthday parties on fire trucks. We go major incidents and major problems. And so it's an, it's an important mission to get behind. And I think our personal values are reflected in that because we live the environment that our customers live. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, and, and I mean, I mean, the, the couple that we're interviewing about cookie tins next might be a little upset by the comment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think it's that's one thing I found like super interesting about your story was is that you live it and you you use the same products that you sell and they have to be right. And that, you know, with first responders and, and what you're dealing with, it has to be something that works and does the job right. It's it can't be you know, Chinese crap, like you said. Yeah. yeah. I think that authenticity is super important too. So like our, our customer, people can tell, you know, when you're not being authentic. So we did have to do some work maybe two or three years ago when we started really building out our team to actually go through and define, like we kind of knew what our values were because it's us running the business, but our employees didn't know. So we did have to do it was the EOS process where we went through and defined, all right, what are our values and our principles and really defined that. And that has helped if you live by that, then customers can tell your marketing goes by that. It seems authentic because it truly is us. And that was a really helpful process for us. And now our employees, we hire based on those values, which means when they're on a video or they're out with a customer, they exude the same things that Sam and I did. So it's definitely been important. And, and I think customers can tell when you're not authentic. I can tell you, it's, it's been really funny. Like it's been hard to hire for, we've got this marketing recruitment firm or not marketing, but a recruitment firm to help us hire a new director of marketing. And we were going through our, you know, our hiring process and the specifics for the types of people that we want to work in our team. And they're like, this is a very, very, very specific list. And we're like, yeah, it's a very, very, very specific job. I mean, this is an important hire. Like, what are you talking about? He wants to take anybody and let them be instrumental in our business and our branding and our messaging. And it was a good, you know, it was actually a really good conversation back and forth. But it's funny when you think about like, you know, we're a work from work company. We work from this office as our team and our culture, because we cannot, you can't scale that culture without people being together. And our customers can't work from home. And they're like, they work from the fire station. You gotta go when the alarm goes off. So we, you know, we do all the appropriate precautions, all things you have to do, but still, you know, that's number one non-starter. If you don't wanna work from the office, you can go work for someone else. And number two is like our, our core values, like, hey, we support the mission of the first responders and some first responders make bad decisions, but ultimately our business relies on these people that are helping make positive impacts in the community if you can't get behind that, then you're not right for our team. And so it's a really hard water because all the politics and stuff that goes on in today's world, how do you navigate that and still be fair and all the things that you need to be, but still true to your values? And I think that the authenticity is really the thing that's like, hey, let's hop in the like hop in the truck, we'll go down to the fire station, let's go look at the fire trucks during an interview. It's like, okay. And and it's really important that you weed out, I mean, people quickly if if 
they have the right fit. Well, I think that we've been experiencing that we've been hiring. So for our modeling company, we've been trying to hire a new project manager and we've set up that multi-step. You know, we say from the get-go, these are our core values. We do a phone interview, a video, and an in-person. And we've had a few people where it's like, okay, I liked them on the phone. Okay, I liked them a little less on video. Oh, I really didn't. They really didn't fit when we got to in person. So yeah, I agree. It's it can be very hard, especially, and that's why having the system is important because at the end of the day, you want everybody to meld well and work together and be a good fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. What do you guys think owning a business together has brought to your life? A lot of fun, honestly. I mean, we get to travel together. We don't have kids right now, so we're pretty free, you know, and so um it's a lot of fun that we get to do it together. The other thing I was thinking about earlier is that we both like to work a lot. And Mm. in this growth stage of the business, like it has needed, or we've invested a lot of time in it. And so I I was thinking that if, if we were working separate jobs, there would probably be some animosity about how much I like to work at whatever I was doing and how much Sam likes to work. And we'd be very disconnected. We're definitely equally yoked in the, like we, we, pull hard and we're like you know like an ox team almost like just going all the time yeah and if there's nights when i don't have as much on but sam has a lot on like i'm in the business every day so i know it really is important that he stays and get that done where i think if i wasn't involved in the business i may just be frustrated because i don't see the full picture and so i think that that has been uh has been really helpful in in being able to invest in the business the way we have and it's it's grown and we get to have a good time when we do it. Well, I, I think it's obvious that your communication styles work well with each other because you can empathize and understand where the other one is coming from in, in that balance at work. Mm. We try. Yeah. <laughs> we talk a lot uh, with other couples and it is one of those things where like, I'm, I'm sure you guys have the same thing where friends are like, I can't believe you guys work together mm. and are in the same office and you're yeah. with each other. And I think for couples like us, that sometimes it's one of those things where you're like, I don't understand people who don't do yeah, this and how this yeah, doesn't work for your relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's literally we have everything to talk about all the time. And when we go home, it's like, what do we like to do? We like to work. Okay. Are we workaholics and we never do anything fun? No, sometimes we go on a really nice vacation and we bring our laptops and we do some work, lots of work, but it's, we enjoy, I mean, like, okay, at noon we're going four-wheelering and then this evening let's pound out some emails and then let's do, it's like, okay, that's a great life to live. If you enjoy what you're doing, it's it's not a bad thing to do. And having a business that's growing, that's profitable, that's engaging, that's fun, all those things, that helps fuel the ability to live, you know, the lifestyle that we want to live. If I can't really, really enjoy working at the fire station. Make ten dollars an hour, and it's not great money. You can't afford to go do the things you want to do, and so, you know, sometimes people view business through the eyes of like, oh, you're just some terrible capitalist. But ultimately, I think that, you know, we we try and spend our time. Of course, profit's part of it, but profit's not the focus. What we're trying to do is develop, you know, a lifestyle for our employees, a lifestyle for our customers, the best product. I mean, someone's got to like the like. You can't do your job. It's dark outside the fire scene. So you got to light the thing up. But someone's got to do it. We might as well do it and we enjoy doing it. And so why wouldn't we work together to make this thing awesome for the people that need to rely on our tech after dark? Yeah, that's that's awesome. What would you what advice would you give other couples who are considering working together? I would say doing those things like the the disc profile and the working genius and and some of these things that really help you define what you're good at is really helpful for you to set your direction and have the thing that you're really good at. I think Sam being the visionary and he's got great energy and he's kind of the face of our business. And so he's really hard to compete with, you know? And so I'm always like striving to be as good as Sam as is at a lot of things. But I think identifying like really what your strength is and then reminding yourself how important your aspect of the business is too, is is really helpful to just know that you both play 
a really important role in the business and a, a equally as much as each other is is important to do. Well, I think it, you know, and from my perspective, it's hard, you know, in our business, like there, there, there is naturally a hierarchy in every business. Mm. And so when in our personal lives, we're, we're pretty even, like Cam and I, like we, we always come to a decision together. And, and then I and override the decision. Gets it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually does. <laughs> but like, you know, it's a good business, setup to have. Hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard when you have to make a hard call or you have, like, we disagree on many things. Mm. And sometimes we disagree very vocally on many, now you might be yelling at each other, but like, can we be like, no, I think that's the wrong decision. And I'm sitting there and whether it's with an advisory board or it's with our employees or it's with whatever, it's like, all right, I hear you doing it anyway. It's like, uh, it's hard to then also be humble enough to know that was abrasive. It might be a good decision. It might not be a good decision. Now I got to live with the decision and we're still married. And like, that is very difficult. I think that when people jump into, you know, business with significant others or with friends even. I mean, I've had business with friends or with family. You, you got to be prepared that it, you do have to have thick skin. And so it's great. I love it. It works great for us, but some people it might not work great for. And I think it's worth really exploring and like dive deep. And if you're significant other and, and like, you know, in, in our business, I kind of lead the executive role and Kama has all the supportive things and leads her team in the areas where she runs. But if there's an imbalance of power in the business, you have to really have an honest conversation with yourself. Is that okay in my personal life? Because mm. if it's not, then don't do it. Yeah. Go do something else. There's a million jobs. You can go work at Burger King. If you love flipping burgers, you can go ride fire trucks. You can run a business. They're all available. Go sign up. Yeah. I think Sam had to like actively make the decision that no, like even if KMA completely disagrees with me, I'm going to override it. And I have had to make the active decision that I have to be okay with that. And there, there are situations, especially in this crazy year when we're deciding how we manage things that I've been on the team, on the side of some, you know, other employees and disagreed with Sam. And ultimately I have to be like, guys, I agree with you, but it's Sam's call and I have to respect his call and it's not easy. And then you have to separate it and go home and it's a, a whole different dynamic at home, you know? So that is. And that goes both ways though. I mean, cultural and customer experience stuff. Like I, it's not my call. I'm not going to tell you how our, you know, our mission statement reads. I'm not going to tell you how, like when we're hiring someone, Cam does that process. It's not my, I mean, ultimately, sure, maybe it's my desk, but that's Cam's expertise. So that's where you have to live it. And I have to be okay with deferring to her judgment to make the calls that are her calls to make. And similarly, in the, in the same respect. Yeah. No, that's great. That's, that's phenomenal great. advice. I, I, I love it. Give us, uh, guys, a, a, a a reference, a book, or something that has helped helped you guys, you know, with the business. All right, my favorite book ever, and and it's actually funny. So you guys mentioned the uh, that you get a lot of support from folks like Audible, which is great because I am a terrible reader. I was a dyslexic mm. student, dropped out of high school, got my good enough diploma in tenth grade, but I always listen to books on tape. And my favorite book on tape is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And it's like I love it. It's the greatest ever. It's tangible. It's tactical. It's historic. So I mean, it's, it's a little bit older, but it's still so relevant that. I use that every day and how, whether it's winning business deals or it's sales or it's talking with our team, that's my personal favorite. I know Cam, we got some other ones she loves, but that that's my personal favorite. Like, go get it. it it'll help you in so many ways. Mm. That's great. Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorites, and I think Sam's read it and enjoyed it too, is uh, Excellence Wins by Horst Schultz, the previous CEO of uh, the Ritz-Carlton. And he talks about just providing excellent customer service and providing a great experience for people and always making sure you're providing value for the amount that you charge, uh, you know, customers for your product. And so that's been a really helpful, we provide kind of a premium product in the space. So um, that was been a big influential one. And then separate to books, we both um, invest in like coaching and separate coaching, because 
I think it's always important. We can go back and forth on things all the time, but having your own outside people that you can lean on. And your own identity in that process. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't need to talk to Sam's coach. I want him to have that private area where where it's just the two of them. And so we do a lot with the Ramsey organization and their entree leadership um, coaching business. And I've just started working with a women's um, business coaching network as well. And so that's been really nice. So I think having those people outside of your business that you can each lean on separately for advice or just a, a kind ear is also really important. It's funny, you know, we found Dave Ramsey when we were in our mid twenties, early twenties. I got, I had, I was, I listened to Sirius satellite radio when I drove around in the truck. And so I started listening to him and I was like, you got Allison, you got to listen to this oh, guy. Man. And, my like, high C catch on and her that. high C man, she caught yeah. on and like, <laughs> and then I wasn't allowed to spend money for like 10 years yeah. of my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a snacks and toys budget. It's so funny. Yeah, we were the same. I mean, we used to argue about money all the time and then we, I've it's heard like, him on the radio and we developed a budget. And honestly, that's been applied to our business too, because I got so yeah. used to having categories for our personal spending that when we were with the business and we just didn't have that, I was like, I feel so lost that we don't have mm-hmm. envelopes and categories and we, we, I don't know where our money's going. We're not telling our money where to go. So then we built out a whole, whole pro forma kind of based on what we learned in personal life to apply to the business. And that has just relieved so much stress. As in both sides. Yeah, I know listeners to our podcast know that we're big EL supporters and entree leadership and Dave Ramsey. Uh, so definitely, definitely a great place to get resources and help and coaching, all those things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, tell us a little bit about FireTech Lights, Hi-Viz LED Lighting. Tell us a little bit about your company and how people can find you. Yeah, so Hi-Viz LED Lighting manufactures steady burning white work lights for fire trucks. We're known for being more light the same cost as guaranteed for the life of the apparatus with an advanced exchange very specific market so if you happen to be a fireman or a first responder uh take a look online our hashtag is scene lighting so facebook.com slash scene lighting or online at highvizleds.com that's awesome guys sam and kaoma thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it and it's been awesome getting to know you yeah likewise thank you guys so much That was so much fun, Craig. I just enjoyed talking to Sam and Kaoma immensely. You know what re- What I really stood out to me, what I loved about um, their division of labor? Mm-hmm. I loved how Kaoma call- is the director of culture and customer service. Oh, I, ju- I wrote that down because I just love that. I just think that it was, you know, Sam's story and his energy for what he does um, is so awesome. And their energy as a couple running a business together is, is really fun. Like I, you know, it's a lot, I I see a lot of us and them or them and us, however you want to say it, like the, the, the high energy and somebody who's like super organized and that, that great balance, that great sort of yin and yang, it can bring to not only a relationship, a marriage, but also to operating a business together. Yeah. And did you hear how we talked about how he failed and it, it made him better. It didn't stop him. But when he was going to the fire departments and they were like, yeah, dude, you don't know anything about what you're talking about. And this is what you should do. Instead of being defeated, he was like, okay, what was true and what they said and how, how can I make it better so that I'm better and I can build a better product? And, And I think it's great when I see a couple that, you know, works together 
and they go the goal. I mean, I think every couple that works together, the goals are the same, but they really strive and work together to achieve those goals. But if it's going through something like the Ramsey Solutions Entree Leadership Program or coaching or reading books together, or even like the fact that they talked about, and we're probably a little bit more structured, but they talked about, hey, when we go away, we still do some work and we still are, it gives us time to talk about and do things and we go away and have fun. I, I do want to pause and think a little bit about how they talked about how they do coaching together and they do masterminds together, but then they both also have separate coaches and resources that is a place for them to go without the other one. And that's something interesting to think about because we we do all of ours together. Yeah. Um, we do separate networking, um, but we don't necessarily do our coaching and leadership development separate from each other. Yeah, and I think there's probably a lot of value in that in the sense of like it gives you, sometimes I think when we do it uh, together, and we do this all the time. Like we'll default to the other person for that meeting. Hey, listen, I'm exhausted. I don't have time for this today. Can you do be the one that talks or vice versa? And I think that when you do it individually, when you go through coaching and you go through, you know, uh, whatever it is, if it's a roundtables group or some sort of, you know, mastermind session, when you do it individually, you have to take ownership of all of it and you don't get to you know, share it with that person. And I mean, I think that we try to do a good job, but I know like I'll, the example, our last mastermind meeting, like we both were exhausted. We both had just dealt with a lot of stuff at work and we just weren't, we weren't there. We were there, but we weren't there. We were both checked out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I think the good thing is, is I think that they recognized that and they didn't push. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, it may be beneficial to look at doing coaching separate from each other because we have no place to vent about the other person or the other experience because when we do we're always trying to fix it for for each other well and i also think that the other thing is is that i think sometimes when you do it by yourself or it's yours and you own it you get more excited you get more amped about it you get more you know you 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 really want to make it happen and you sit there and you explain it to the significant other. And that's happened to us before in the past when we used to do a lot of that stuff individually, where you used to go to things and I used to go to things individually. And then when we started doing more and more things together, I do think sometimes it does, it, it softens it a little bit. Okay. So the next, the goal is for you to find something some coaching on your own and you too oh man okay all right so anyways but going back to sam and kaoma it was really awesome talking to them their story is great their energy is phenomenal if you get a chance check them out online they're all over uh you can check out high viz led lighting or look for fire tech lights it's it's kind of their their thing i mean it's it's such an interesting company it was really great talking to them and uh we had we had an awesome time and they're from Asheville, north carolina and we love Asheville, north carolina yeah well, and I think that they had a lot to share. You know, if even if you can't relate to emergency lighting, you can relate to their story and you can relate to their development of their business and who they are as people. Yeah. So definitely check them out. They're they're phenomenal. And Allison, they had some great books that they talked about that are available on audible.com. Yeah. Sam had an oldie but a goodie, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And it was funny because we've always had a copy of it in our office. I mean, this copy has to be from the 1960s oh, from yeah. when my dad was running the business. And um, I've never actually read it. So I think this has prompted me that when I 
I finish listening to Hello Fears on Audible, that's going to be my next download. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Uh, go And you can get a free 30 days of Audible on us. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. You get a free 30 days of Audible. And you can download How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I, I, it's probably one of the most downloaded books on audible.com, I would imagine. Yeah, and it's, I mean, everybody from business owners to spouses to just general team members should definitely check this book out. Well, thanks for listening to us this week. Thanks to Kaoma and Sam for joining us. And remember, you can find us online. Look for us on there. You can like, share. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just look for at BizMarried on all of those social media platforms. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're married with a business. 